Mater Dei Radio proudly presents The Glory of the Mass with Terry Ross. From the earliest roots of the Christian faith, music has played a central role in holy worship. For the next hour, let your spirits soar as we highlight selected pieces of beautiful sacred music from the rich history of the Catholic liturgy. Now, here's the host of The Glory of the Mass, Terry Ross. Welcome to The Glory of the Mass, a weekly program devoted to beautiful sacred music performed as part of the Catholic liturgy. I'm your host, Terry Ross, and in today's program we'll concentrate on music for the Feast of the Nativity of St. John the Baptist, which occurs this coming Wednesday, June 24th. The Nativity of John the Baptist is a high-ranking feast kept in the Roman Catholic, Anglican, and Lutheran churches. Christians have long interpreted the life of John the Baptist as a preparation for the coming of Jesus Christ, and the circumstances of John's birth are miraculous. The sole biblical account of this birth comes from the Gospel of Luke. John's pivotal place in the Gospel is seen in the emphasis Luke gives to the announcement of his birth and the event itself, both set in prominent parallel to the same occurrences in the life of Jesus. John's parents, Zechariah, a Jewish priest, and Elizabeth, were without children, and both were beyond the age of childbearing. During Zechariah's rotation to serve in the temple in Jerusalem, he was chosen by Lot to offer incense at the golden altar in the holy place. The archangel Gabriel appeared to him and announced that he and his wife would give birth to a child, and that they should name him John, a name which was unfamiliar in Zechariah and Elizabeth's families. Because Zechariah did not believe the message of Gabriel, he was rendered speechless until the time of John's birth. At that time, his relatives wanted to name the child after his father. And Zechariah wrote, His name is John, whereupon he recovered his ability to speak. Following Zechariah's obedience to the command of God, He was given the gift of prophecy and foretold the future ministry of Jesus. This prophecy formed the text of the Benedictus Canticle, which along with the Magnificat and Nunc Dimittis, is one of the three canticles in the first two chapters of Luke. At the Annunciation, when the angel Gabriel appeared to the Virgin Mary to inform her that she would conceive of the Holy Ghost, he also informed her that Elizabeth, her cousin, was already six months pregnant. Mary then journeyed to visit Elizabeth. Luke's Gospel recounts that the baby John leapt in Elizabeth's womb at the greeting of Mary. The Nativity of John the Baptist on June 24th comes three months after the celebration on March 25th of the Annunciation and six months before the Christmas celebration of the birth of Jesus. The purpose of these festivals is not to celebrate the exact dates of these events, but simply to commemorate them in an interlinking way. The Nativity of John the Baptist anticipates the Feast of Christmas. It is one of the oldest festivals of the Christian Church, being listed in A.D. 506 as one of the principal festivals, where it was a day of rest, and, like Christmas, was celebrated with three Masses, a Vigil, a Dawn Mass, and a Midday Mass. Now, ordinarily, the day of a saint's death is celebrated as his or her feast day because it marks his or her dies natalis, or birthday into eternal life. 
To this rule, there are two notable exceptions, the birthdays of Mary and of John the Baptist. According to Catholic tradition and teaching, Mary was free from original sin from the first moment of her existence, while John was cleansed of original sin in the womb of his mother. Now, if you've listened to the glory of the Mass before, you already know that in these programs we focus on the parts of the Mass that are traditionally sung by a cantor or choir. There are ten of these. Five of them are on text particular to the day of the Church calendar, and five others, called the Ordinary, whose texts are unchanging, are used at many different times of the Church year, such as today's Mass by the early 16th century English composer John Taverner. These ten alternate with one another throughout the Mass until the final distribution of the Eucharist at Communion. The first five of these are called the proper because the text of each is specific to the day it is sung. Today we'll hear two of these, the introit or entrance and the gradual, sung after the first reading. And we'll also enjoy four parts of the ordinary, the Gloria, the Credo, the Sanctus, and the Agnus Dei, in the form of John Taverner's Western Wind Mass. There's no curie because this was not included in English Masses in the early 16th century. So let's get started with that introit, De Ventris Matris Mei, From My Mother's Womb, The Lord Called Me By My Name. This is sung for us by the Slovakian chant scholar and singer Marek Klein. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh. 
Today's introit, De Ventre Matris Mei, sung in Gregorian chant. Now it's time for our Mass Ordinary. John Taverner wrote a good deal of sacred music, but this Mass is special because it's the first English Mass to use a secular tune. That tune was called Western Wind, and two other English composers also used it for Masses. We'll listen first to the song itself, as sung by the Tala Scholars. was the song Western Wind, on which John Taverner based his Mass. Here now is the Gloria of that Mass, again sung by the Talus Scholars. Thank you. 
That was the Gloria of our Mass for today, Western Wind Mass, by John Taverner. And now we'll go on to the gradual proper, Priusquam te formarem, from Jeremiah. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you, and before you came out of the womb, I consecrated you. The singers of this chant are the Canti Gregoriani. was our gradual for this feast day in honor of John the Baptist. Before I formed you in the womb, 
I knew you. And now, before we return to the Western Wind Mass, we hear a piece composed specifically to Harold St. John. This comes to us as a verse anthem by the English composer Orlando Gibbons, who flourished in the late 16th century. The text makes John's mission as Christ's forerunner crystal clear. This is the record of John, when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who art thou? And he confessed and denied not, and said plainly, I am not the Christ. And they asked him, What art thou then? Art thou Elias? And he said, I am not. Uh, Art thou the prophet? And he answered, No. Then they said unto him, What art thou, that we may give an answer unto them that sent us? What sayest thou of thyself? And he said, I am the voice of him that crieth in the wilderness, Make straight the way of the Lord. Here's Gibbons' anthem, sung by the University of California Chamber Chorus.
We've heard This is the Record of John, a composition by the 16th century English composer Orlando Gibbons. And now we've reached the midpoint of our Mass, which means it's time for the Nicene Creed. Here is Taverner's musical setting of the Creed, the credo of his Western Wind Mass. Again, the performers are the Talus Scholars.
We've heard the credo of John Taverner's Western Wind Mass. Next up today is the Sanctius of Mass Ordinary, the Holy, Holy, Holy. Here again are the Talus Scholars with Taverner's Mass.
We've heard the Sanctus and Benedictus of Taverner's Western Wind Mass. And we'll go straight to the fifth and last part of the Mass Ordinary, the Agnus Dei, or Lamb of God. Again, it's Taverner's setting and the Talus Scholars.
That was the unused day of John Taverner's Western Wind Mass, the first English Mass based on a secular tune. Now I see that we have no more time today. I hope you've enjoyed the chant, the anthem, This is the Record of John, and John Taverner's Mass Ordinary, and that you'll tune in next week for our program celebrating the feasts of Saints Peter and Paul. You can listen again to this program or to any of our programs in this series and see our playlists by visiting our website at materdayradio.com. That's M-A-T-E-R-D-E-I radio.com. Once there, click on the programming menu and choose The Glory of the Mass 94. As always, we welcome your comments. You may email us at info at materdayradio.com. The Glory of the Mass is produced by Patrick Ryan for Mater Day Radio in Portland, Oregon. I'm your host, Terry Ross, wishing you a most pleasant summer Sabbath. This has been The Glory of the Mass with Terry Ross, a weekly examination of the beautiful music of the sacred liturgy of the Catholic Church. For more information about this program, including a playlist from today's show, visit The Glory of the Mass online at materdayradio.com. The Glory of the Mass is produced at the studios of Mater Dei Radio in Portland, Oregon.